Hello there, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Ross. How are you doing today? I am joined this week by Kat. Hello. Um, how's it going? I'm good, friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm um I got a new job today. What? Yeah, I know, right? I got a new job. Do you want to hear what my job title is? Is it in Taunton? Um, it can be, I guess. It can be anywhere around the world. Okay, what is it? Um, so I am the intern of the tortured poets department. Don't know if you've heard of that. Wow. I know. That sounds epic and deep and meaningful. So deep and meaningful. Do you know what I'm referring to, Roscoe? I believe I have seen it on the TikTok. (laughs) I found out at quarter past six this morning and had to genuinely hold in a tiny but very loud squeal. (laughs) Um, uh, Because, yeah, very exciting. Um, If you're not... If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then um, you live under a fucking rock because uh, Taylor Swift did not release Reputation, Taylor's version, last night. She did not announce when that when that was coming out. No, instead, whilst, you know, on the biggest tour of her whole entire life, at the peakest of peaks of her career, at the ripe age of 33, um, you know, she's just gone and announced a 16-track brand new album that's coming around on April 19th, whilst accepting and breaking the world record for Grammys um, that have won Album of the Year. She now has four. She's broken the title. She's starting to make us all look a bit bad, isn't she? Yeah, she makes us look like asshole shitheads. Yeah, like we've done nothing with our lives. Yeah, basically, yeah. She makes me feel like I can't even like put put like wash and put away my laundry in the same day and she like travels the world like pumps out these like re-recorded albums that someone stole off of her writes a whole brand new album dates a super bowl star like backs and forths to japan and now she's gonna go to the super bowl all in one like a 24-hour period it's fucking crazy dude fucking crazy yeah so that's my new job uh that'll be my job forever so cool well um good for you yeah, my boss is Taylor Swift. She is the chairman of the uh, Tortured Poets Department. Is that the name of the new album? Yes, yes, Tortured Poets Department. Wow. Um, Joe Alwyn, her ex, is in a lot of trouble because um, two years ago he released that he had a WhatsApp group um, called the Tortured Man Club. So uh, <laughs> good luck for April 19th, my dude. Good luck, April 19th. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that got like, um, that resurfaced today. He said that he had a group chat with Paul Mescal and it was just called the Tortured Man Club. And everyone was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, well, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Jarwin, and your career. She's on her bullshit again. She's on her bullshit again. We love to see it. We love to see it. I'm so excited to be depressed. I've never been this excited to be depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm, I'm still going to say it. Nothing so far for me has beaten folklore. So we'll see what happens with this one. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think you'll like this one. I think you'll like this one. Okay. 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 
Right, welcome okay. to our video game podcast, the Finger Guns podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> where we do check in with Taylor Swift news every now and then, if you're a new listener. We do, we do. It's actually part of the contract. It's, it the, really it's is. the reason that I signed up. Like, it was <laughs> on my rider, when they asked me to be part of the team, I was like, I'll do it, okay? You know, my personality will be on the podcast, but yeah. we must talk about Taylor Swift. Every so often. I'm not asking every week, but, you know, let's just check in on the go every now and then. Yeah, man. But when there's something to talk about, we'll talk about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Rocky. There we are. There we are. Miles I'll let you get run to the thanks, video thanks, game guys now. now. Yeah, right. Miles Thompson! Hello! There. Hey, buddy! <laughs> How are we? I get the feeling you've heard about this a lot today. Um, To be fair, Kat sent me a few messages while she was at work, uh, which were very excitable, and then she had a little excited kind of... You know, I don't want to say rant because it wasn't like a rant, but a little excited like monologue about it when she first got back. But I've got to say, it's a remarkably, uh, you know, managed response compared mm. to some of the previous ones I've experienced. Um, but yes, we I've been getting the full lowdown. I got the question of, have you heard the news in brackets? And I was like, what is the news? Because I had not heard of it. And uh, then I was told all about the news and the meaning and everything else. So I've had a, I've had a bit of a lowdown for it. Fair. But to be fair, <laughs> gotta gotta give the people their excitement every now and then, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you've got to you got to get hyped for for things, you know. Yeah, that's it. So I've uh, been a passenger on this journey, but I've uh, enjoyed the journey passively as opposed to actively, I suppose. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we shall look forward to the tortured poets spoiler special coming at the end of April. And you thought our Linkin Park one was long. No. Oh God! Can we rank Taylor Swift albums? I, I, I can't even tell you what that would even look like. I can't even be involved in that process. <laughs> but I wish you all the best if you do endeavour to go down that road. Good Lord, I reckon Cat could probably get some Swifties on here, and they could do it for like seven or eight hours at least. Oh, oh, minimum, easy, and <laughs> yeah, she would have more than enough people to bring on an entire, you know, crowd for a podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate the idea. I mean, that would get us numbers for for real. A hundred percent. Maybe even Taylor herself just make a guest appearance. Just swoops on in. Well, it seems easy enough to get places. I mean, just yeah. I mean, just she's like... going around the entire world at the moment. Hey Taylor, I've got a camera. Why don't you come over here? There you go. Done. <laughs> Sorted. Um, other than Taylor Swift, how are you? I'm I'm okay, thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's um, it feels like it's been a whirlwind the last kind of couple of weeks, to be honest. So. Yeah, it just kind of feels like time's disappeared, really. But it's been all right. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, not a whole lot to report. Just games and life and usual things, I guess. Um, but we're obviously going to get into all the gaming stuff now. Um, we, for the we sure are. We sure are. We sure are. But yeah, um, are you doing yeah. well, sir? Yeah, I'm doing well. I've had a fun gaming-filled week. Nice. Just what we want. You know, got a couple of days off. Getting my hair cut tomorrow because my hair is currently about as long as Taylor Swift's. <laughs> That's impressive. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get all chopped off tomorrow. Thank God. Are you going to feel like, you know, the wind is really cold all of a sudden? Yeah, I'm going to feel, yeah. I don't like having short hair, but it just looks much better on me. Yeah, I, so, I'm kind of the same, to be honest. And my hair is also grossly in need of a cut. That's about as exciting as my life gets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Josh Thompson. Aren't we all just tortured poets at the end of the day? We really are just tortured poets. It's a great title for an album. Great title. The society is the world, and that is us. 
as tortured poets. Wait. Wait we all you can tell you. that I've helped writing some of that album. Yeah, you can read our poetry. Because that was... <laughs> our thousands of words of poetry that do not get us evil comments from people that are not nice. No. Shout out to you if you're listening. You didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> How on earth are you, sir? I'm still getting views. <laughs> How on earth are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's uh, It was quite a big weekend. I went over to Nottingham, uh, went to the Debug Awards, saw everyone accepting their awards. Uh, Cocoon took home five of them. My Love goodness. It. Does that not just say that that might have been the biggest indie of last year? Maybe. Um, World of Horror took took home um, best at art direction. So that's two. I mean, I didn't officially give Cocoon a 10. But if I was to review it, it would have been a 10. Mm. Same with World of Horror was a 10 for me. So, yeah. And it was just cool to see the people behind the games. Um, not everyone could be there. It felt like... Uh, since the announcement, it wasn't impromptu, but it was like quite a, a swift turnaround from the announcement to the actual event going around. So um, there was a lot of, I think everyone in the UK could make basically make it, make it that were like either nominated or part of the jury or part of the um, process of um, kind of whittling down the nominees, um, which I was a part of. Um, and yeah, so before that as well, they had a bunch of talks um, and that was quite fun as well uh, to see people from the industry talking about either their brand and stuff like that. It was sponsored by Press Engine. So they were over there. <clears throat> um, they did a talk and yeah, this isn't like a recommendation plug, but all, all their stuff is coming online now, like all the talks and all the, uh, the award ceremony itself will be online to watch. Um, so yeah, if you if you fancy it, check it out. It was a uh, was a nice night, and then um, yeah, and then Sunday I'll talk about later. But yeah, it's a long weekend. Fun though. Yeah, we how are, are you much, though, Roscoe? Uh, how are you? We're very much a part of Press Engine. We are a five star rated publication on their website. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think it was Darren, um, one of the co-founders. Mm -hmm. He he had a lot of really interesting stuff to say about it about press engine itself and how it works and just general getting your game out there to the right people, not as many people. It's a great, it's a great site. They've helped us out a hell of a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you keep up that ranking, um, which can go down very quickly, but if you keep it up, they just, as long as you bring coverage for their codes, they're good with you. It's simple as that, you know, uh, that's what's so cool about press engine. But I'm glad you had a good weekend. It did look like a fun event. And um, shout out to Ryan Brown, I think, for winning something. Content yeah. creator, influencer or something. It um, was um, Unsung Hero Award. There was three uh, of those. Three of those yeah. went out. Ryan was one of the winners, yeah. He's an awesome so, guy. Quite so, deserved. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Um, like I said, not much going on, just gaming. I mean, you've had a gaming-filled week. Probably more so than anyone else. <laughs> Boy, have I. <laughs> when, I've, when I've not been at work. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I'm going to have to get around to infinite wealth in terms of words soon, because there's just, if I, I there's no like fair, whatever, like the, there was publications that got it two weeks early and you definitely need those two weeks. <laughs> um, 
But even if we get codes post embargo, like I feel like it's just something that's like there. Like I feel like I need to get it out as soon as possible, even if I don't finish it. So, um, yeah, I I want to get on that by the end of the week, and then obviously I've got another one next week. So look forward to that as well. Wow, and you've already got one up as well. It's crazy times. Yeah, crazy times. Oh, three games. We'll be that, talking about that in a minute. Three games that uh, Josh requested all came within like three days of each other. Oh um, yeah, and they were all massive AAA <laughs> games. It's, it's like, well, good luck, Josh. You'll be fine, <laughs> mate. Honest. Yeah, I, I there was a. I was talking to Cat and Miles. Like, should I take all these? Like, these are big games. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to stop anyone else from having fun. But at the same time, like, I did say yes to them. Yeah, and. You know, it come, comes part and parcel. It's a testament to how well I can thrive under three big games. Let's let's see if they're bangers. Absolutely, man. You've uh, you're crushing it thus far. Thus far, absolutely. Um, all right, then let's get on to game of the week. So, Cat, what be your game of the week? So, my game of the week. To be fair, I've still been pretty poorly so i've been diving in and out of uh redacted uh because it's really important for me to play redacted because i was very kind to get redacted it's really exciting that i got redacted, redacted. so oh yeah. redacted yeah i redacted. know now i know what you mean so it's kind of the only thing i've been able to play but i tell you what i have actually jumped back into after your recommendation last week oh. and somebody else then said, um, oh my God, have you ever played X? And that was Among Us. So I have been diving back into Among Us um, since the update of DVD. It's, it's gotten bad out there, man. It's getting salty. Everyone's on the floor. Um, <laughs> I need another toxic game to sink my teeth into. My friend had never played it, but always kind of seen it. And she was like, oh, is it good? And I was like, is it good? Fucking hell, it's amazing. And she couldn't believe it was like £4 on the store, which is just such a good price for such a huge game. Yeah. You know, like, it's got a lot to it now. It's got a lot of maps. It's got two different modes. You know, hours of endless fun. It's completely free if you if you download it on iPhone. And you can play you know, the same game. There's there's no less of a game. It's just, you know, whatever screen you're playing on. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with that and it's just been loads of fun and um, I was just playing before the pod, actually, because um, I didn't want to get into anything too deep. And uh, Mars was having a good old laugh because I just think sometimes the people make it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. All good. Nice. That's, that's my game of the week. Um, it's one of those things that I think, like you were saying, Ross, like you can fall in and out of love with, but it's always just there on download. Like, it takes two seconds to download and then you can just jump in and out. Did you check out the latest map? I haven't yet, actually. I've always been playing the Scald. So yeah. um, I will do that, actually. I might, I might do that later. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. There's a zip wire and everything. It's fun. Oh, my God. Did you kill <laughs> people on the zip wire? Oh, I don't know. Possibly. Maybe. That'd be sick. Exciting. Sick. Lovely stuff. All right, then, Miles Thompson, what is your game of the week, sir? Oh, mine is quite a fun one. Thoughtless Fanger, the time shift. It actually is. Genuinely, it actually is a fun game. It's not even a nerd game 
too much a little bit maybe a tad a smidge a, a spite um so yeah it's the spanger the time shift warrior um to sell it to basically anybody um it's combat system is a bit like Hades and if you've played Hades you'll instantly be excited at that prospect um but it's got like its own unique kind of blend uh did any of you play the Peaky Blinders mastermind game the one where you have to like line up all the characters to do actions like in sync at the same time Sean did oh did Sean like it Sean loved it yeah He's a then big Sean needs to fan, play this so, uh, yeah it was uh yeah he did enjoy it a lot oh good so Sean will very much enjoy this um it's got like a similar idea so You'll have like various combat arenas that you kind of go into. A load of enemies will spawn and you'll try and kill as many of them as possible if you're anything like me. And you'll get very annoyed that you can't kill them in one go. Um, but that's not you being shit for the most part. It's just it's actually how the game's designed. So each time you like do a run, a timer will end. You restart, but your previous like specter will still do the same things it did last time. And then you use like the new version of you to go and do something else or kill other enemies you didn't get a chance to. And it's really creative how it turns every combat arena into like a series of puzzles that you have to figure out. Like two enemies might be linked together, so you have to kill them at the same time, which is a lot harder than it sounds to match up the timing. Uh, you might have like a, a boss enemy with like a massive shield who your first character will only be able to hit them up front in the shield. Um, you have to like swerve around to the back with another one. And you just multiply that by like 20 different enemies that will be in any arena. Um, you get all different kinds of runes or powers which allow you to do different things. So some of them allow you to like skip up elevation so you can go straight to where an enemy is. Um, some of them offer you like a counter attack so that you can like return um, a really heavy blow. There's super moves. There's all different sorts of stuff that you can tinker and play around with. Um, and the game really smartly introduces a, this is the part-time. And if you're good enough, you can do these arenas in the part-time. And I'm like, screw you, man. I was 30 seconds off and now I'm going to have to replay this arena until I can get it to that time. So it's got like a really nice feeling of mastery to it. Um, so the combat system is really cool. It's like a mix of Hades and Peaky Blinders Mastermind merged into one. Doesn't sound like it should work, but it really did. Um, the story and exploration aren't quite as good, unfortunately. The story follows a character called Ime as she's um, basically just trying to help her brother and figure out why these creatures are kind of attacking it. It's got a really cool art style. It's kind of like Egyptian architecture, but like sci-fi futuristic. Um and it's all a bit kind of one note story wise, but the actual world is really cool. Um, and I found it quite interesting. Um, and the exploration, you can go around and find little chests for different cosmetics and these little blue orbs that allow you to buy like paintings to put around like your home base. Um, but it feels like it, this was kind of where the budget may have kind of got in the way where it feels like they planned a bit more for what you'd be able to explore and find, but didn't have the time or the resources to do it, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, I really like this game. It quite surprised me. I went in expecting Hades. It's not as good as Hades' combat system, but then not very much is. Um, but I came away from it like, this is a really cool game and it's really worth checking out. And, you know, for an indie studio with the backing of Quantic Dream, I think they've done a very good job with it. Um, so yeah, there's a full write-up on the site, but I had a really nice time with this one. So uh, I'd recommend it. I think it's out on PC for the moment. Cool beans, man. Cool beans. Yeah, cool this one. Is, this is the Quantic Dream's publish. Right. Yes. So they okay. publish it, but they're working. I think they just help smaller indie studios um, with like very specific projects. And this happens to be one of them. Um, so the publisher name is literally Spotlight by Quantic Dream is what they're called, <laughs> which is a okay. bit like up themselves. <laughs> Quantic Dream? Are you kidding me? No, I know. I know surely not. <laughs> I was going to say, so it's, it doesn't have any like hidden political agendas anywhere or. 
weirdly no and there's Good. no kind of like really over terribly implemented like messages of for example racism with like robots standing on the back of a bus or something um no it's much more like what you're talking about (laughs) listen i love detroit but that scene not good um (laughs) um but yeah so the story is a lot more just like straight kind of by the books so to speak um and it's a lot more kind of fantasy based um but it's got some cool little ideas in there um and there's these golems that you kind of resurrect and they come back to your home base and they act as like your vendors for different things and they're quite nicely voice acted they're kind of silly but in that kind of like enjoyable way um but yeah, otherwise the story is pretty harmless compared to most of the Quantic Dream stuff that they get into. Sweet. And uh, you'll be glad to know the Thaumaturge just got approved. Oh my god, yes! So you'll be getting that in a minute. Wonderfully. Thank you. Oh, it's Christmas Day! Honestly, we're drowning in codes. <laughs> drowning in code right now. It's it's all good times. Uh, talking of drowning in code, uh, Josh, what is your game of the week, sir? <laughs> Which one are you going to pick, Josh? You have so many. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Suicide Squad. Let's Kill the Justice League, shall we? Was Man. it a 16 out of 10 or 100? I don't know. Whatever I said. Absolutely not. Damn. And I really kicked myself that I should have stuck to my guns with the last score from last year because. At the moment, it's looking bang on that. Um, oh, what can I say? Your Task Force X, your Deadshot, Harley Quinn, King Shark, Captain Boomerang. You kind of know them by now, really, from movies. Um, all the comics before that, if, you, uh, if you're if you really into your, your DC stuff. Um, and they are surprising, surprisingly on a mission to kill the Justice League um, because Brainiac has them under his control with his uh, mind powers. Um, And he wants to basically destroy the planet Earth and terraform it into his home planet. Um, And yeah, so you set out on that mission. It is a a looter shooter, third person. Um, You can play as all four characters if you play on your own. You can have one if you play in a co-op online mode. and for what it's worth, uh, this is a game that really probably had two people, or like I, when I say two people, I mean like two groups of people, someone that obviously had more control than the other, saying, you should make the game like this. And then Rocksteady, being who they are and their pedigree on storytelling on on gameplay and just their general um understanding of the assignment um with proof from the arkham games uh they wanted to make something else i I, I really believe that because whilst this is a live service game um and it has all the trappings of a store for cosmetics you can have emotes for your characters and like I mean, I'm all for emotes in Fortnite, you know. I am a sucker when it comes to buying those pop song emotes. Like I'm do you know what I mean, I, I'm down for it. And probably people look down on me on that. And I'm whatever, that's your opinion, man. Um but for Suicide Squad, it just feels out of place because the game itself and the story mode that you play is just on par with the rest of the games that Rocksteady have made. This is like a fun romp. It's got, you know, it's 
crude humor uh and they treat the characters in a very liberal way um which is very refreshing it feels like there's no nobody is safe from whatever and i think that's just the mo of suicide squad if you watch james gunn's version of the movie what happens in the first 10 minutes but people that you saw in the previous film and the film that you thought you were going to watch die within minutes and it's just like that's the expectation to come in with suicide squad it's it doesn't care for what you think about characters it just goes with the story and it smashes it and the main characters are phenomenal they're not by they're just acting their voice acting is great um but just the facial animations the character designs um the world as a playground is great you go around metropolis and it's just probably one of the best looking open world maps i've seen in quite a while um and yeah then the game kicks in properly which is basically protect a payload um protect these um areas like headquarters in call of duty and uh save people from said location and bring them back um and it's them same few missions for about well as long as you want to play it because it will repeat those missions in the game game as well um but i played around 14 ish hours uh, i kind of went through the side content as well and um yeah i got to the end game and i was just like nope I'm, the end game is basically what you did for the last few hours but harder with more modifiers and yeah i just that, that was me out on on that bit and that's just kind of why i'm at odds with the game like to to one point there is a really great story and a really great game and i don't even mind the gameplay to an extent um but uh the whole not just the monetization but the way they want to try and keep a player here for hundreds of hours despite it being explained well enough through the story um just isn't for me and i don't think it's for a lot of people because i think feel like our peers are kind of all in the same boat that this isn't for them and that's cool uh i feel like there's only a few live services that do well and they always find an audience and there is one for this game um but yeah i i do do you know what i actually do want to go for the platinum and i I think that's a little bit of a grind to go left for that but when i've got free time i do want to go for it because like i said the gameplay is is such a blast like it's four different characters have all their different move sets in terms of their movement and getting around the map um i kind of main dead shots you kind of fly around in a jetpack and that's fun and like being able to fly around and shoot at the same time kind of like crackdown or sunset overdrive and those types of games like it it was really fun and i know you're shooting at blobs essentially but it's so colorful so bright and just the you know sheer fidelity of uh of the gameplay is astonishing like it looks beautiful it it runs really smooth and this is all based on being an an only online game so to hit that is really really well um but yeah, uh, not for me in the end, uh, despite absolutely loving the first eight-ish hours, I'd say. That's about where I am right now, kind of in like the first eight hours or so, um, I would yeah. say. Um, and I'm having a blast. I'm having a really fun time. Um, 
I'm starting to get a little bored doing Rip Flag submissions. Um, yeah, I kind of like, yeah, done this already. Am I doing this again? Yeah, okay, I'm doing it again. Okay, cool. Uh, right, same enemies. Know how to do this. Counter shots. Happy days. Um, it does does get in a bit of a cycle, which becomes a little bit repetitive. But uh, you can't get past the writing and the the characters. Um, they're just fantastic, and they're so much fun to be around. And they're fun to be yeah. in the company of, and I thoroughly enjoy playing as any of them. Really, they're all they've all got their pluses and minuses in terms of certain sections. Um, yeah, I totally agree about uh, Metropolis. I think it's beautiful. Um, I love how bright and colorful it is compared to, say, Arkham Knight or Arkham City. You know, um, I love that it takes place during the day to an extent, and it's. Um, just so bright and so full of color and it's uh it's terribly fun to kind of uh, explore um i love the introduction of old characters i think that's really interesting um uh, one of them was really really good i don't want to spoil it but i'm gonna can I... is it a spoiler yeah it is i suppose um yeah one of them was was really really good and completely kind of took me in a different direction than i thought they were going to do um i love amanda waller i think she's absolutely superb um, not only is she a great character in the movies, she's a great character in this. Um, she's exactly what you want Amanda Waller to be, and she's uh, terrifying and fantastic and played absolutely brilliantly. And so there's, there's you know, there's there's so many great things about it, um, but there's so many, many things about it. Your score was absolutely spot on, I think. I think it's absolutely perfect. Um, it certainly isn't the Arkham series by any means, um, but it's it's exactly what, what I would want a Suicide Squad game to be right now, I think. Um, I can't think of anything yeah. else that I would want from a Suicide Squad game. And that's exactly what I got, and I'm I'm very happy with that. So yeah, I'm 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 definitely with you. It's not perfect by any means. It's not probably even a great game, but there are just great moments in it. Yeah. And um the characters are fantastic. So I'm looking forward to seeing as a live service, where this goes over the next few months. Yeah. I think it just suffered under lofty expectations from the pedigree of the studio to the, mm. the IP of Suicide Squad. Um, it just couldn't ma- meet, match it, really. Because like games like DC Universe Online that came out decades ago, like no one cared about that. But there's like people aren't shitting on it as a DC game. Or is it a live service or MMO game? But you know, Suicide Squad is suffering that sort of fate from from gamers in a way that just it comes off a little bit unfair, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's a great line in uh, there's loads of great lines, but one of them stuck out to me while I was playing this morning. Um, it's a Harley line, and uh, out of context, it might not be that funny, but in context, it was hilarious. She just got a looks. Around looks down and says, "Bombs are this season's shot collar," and I was like, "That's a br- that's a brilliant line." <laughs> I love that. Again, it was funny in the moment. Probably not funny now, but it was good at the time. Um, all right, so yeah, the Suicide I mean, Squad. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, it was just like like when you said like just the banner between them that you get just by traversing through the map in the own time in the downtime or whatever. Just them conversations. It's just so fun to be a part of. Mm. Um, and those lines come from that. Yeah, completely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, if you sort of stay still with them for a bit, they start getting very introspective. 
and they start getting very serious when nothing's happening. And um, those are cool moments as well when Harley gets kind of really deep into herself about the Joker. And it's, um, yeah, it's it, it's worth sort of playing through to find those moments, I think. Um, so, yeah, sure. it's, it, 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 it is a mixed bag. But uh, we'll see what the future holds for Kill the Justice League. Um, but certainly better than we thought it was going to be, I think, is the takeaway. Um, yeah. Which, you know, can only be a good thing. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I've, I've I've still got a lot more to play. I don't know where Sean is. Uh, he's probably beaten it already. To be fair, because that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about it more down the line. Um, what have I been playing? I've been playing demos. Really. Um, this week has been sort of my week of demos. Apart from you know Suicide Squad. Um, I downloaded the demo called Harold Halibut on Steam. Which um, I just want you guys to look this up because the only way to describe it properly. It's just look at the screenshots. Um, look at the visual style of this game. It's almost it's almost claymation. Um, it's really quite stunning to look at. And can't wait for the game's release. The movement. I was expecting it to be like a point and click adventure, and it wasn't. It was it was a jigged move, all these guys around. Um, it's 2D to an extent, but um it was wonderful, wonderful to play. Um my demo wasn't you know, it was a little bit buggy. Had to start it a couple, like a, a couple of times, but once it kind of settled down, it was really, really interesting. And I'd recommend it if you're looking for something a little more peaceful, a little more zen. Um, the visual style—I can't get over it. I think it's it's stunning. I've never seen a video game like it, and that, of course, sort of caught my interest because I always like seeing brand new things. And I thoroughly enjoyed the demo. It was. Uh, not more serious than I was expecting. Um, it's quite it's quite a deep, kind of challenging story. Um, Harold himself is a man kind of down on his luck, just trying to get by before he ends up, uh, you know, on the wrong side of the tracks with the wrong people, and it kind of it kind of spirals from there. But it's a it's yeah, it's thoroughly interesting, and I'm looking forward to the full release. And I've also been playing a game that I've been looking forward to for years now. It feels like which is a Lightyear Frontier, um, which is getting its early access release in March, but the demo is now available on Steam and Xbox. Um, this is the mech farm sim that Xbox um, revealed about two years ago. Um, and I've been kind of like sitting on for a while, but the demo came out this week. I've been playing it on Xbox. And it's great. It's a farm sim, but you're in a mech. So it just makes everything so much cooler. And um, it's just really fun to just sort of resort around. If I, if I could have a mech in like Stardew Valley or Farmville, it would make everything so much easier. Um, but to have a mech, you have all the different things that you need in order to farm and to build your things in your mech. So it's nice and easy to kind of just choose one from the other. Um, I, I got to build a base. Um, I got to explore, got to find crystals and using crystals to build mechanical things. And um Visually, it was beautiful. Um, there's a screenshot up on my Twitter, if you want to go and have a nose. Um, it's just, yeah, it was exactly what I wanted it to be, which is a nice, cozy farm sim. But when you're a giant-ass robot, and it's it's what appealed to me in the first place uh, for this one. And it's, um, yeah, living up to expectations. So I'm really looking forward to the game dropping in early access in March. Um, I will definitely be picking it up. Obviously, coming to Game Pass anyway, but... Um, definitely gonna check this one out because it's so uh, yeah 
living up to those lofty expectations that I already had for it. So very happy thus far. Um, of course, in the next couple of weeks, we've got Steam Next Fest. So there's going to be an absolute buttload of new demos to play on Steam. Obviously, at no extra cost. Uh, so if you want to check out a bunch of new games, we'll be covering some of our favorites over on Figure Guns. And there'll be, uh, yeah, there's going to be loads and loads to choose from. So if you want to play some brand new stuff, keep an eye on Steam over the next couple of weeks. Steam Next Fest is going to be badass. I'm looking forward to it. Getting started, uh, getting started proper and in earnest in the next few days. All right, then. Seeing as it's been so goddamn successful, I'm assuming it's back. Miles, it's quiz time. <laughs> You'd be correct. I had more good feedback in the last uh... week, too. So, and I've not, you've not presented me any other evidence, I'm afraid, Roscoe. Yeah, this is the like... year of picture quiz. Chris liked wow. it, too. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the bastard it's a winner I'm telling you it was all about putting the pictures in the post so people can play along as well unless you're in the yeah, car audience yeah, anticipation yeah, our exactly. participation that's the word <laughs> yeah that's the word <laughs> engagement you tell it's been a long weekend <laughs> <laughs> you just had too much infinite wealth apparently um, yeah so we're doing another picture quiz are we ready yeah go on, go on Roscoe you know you're one um, I will need hosting ability again, please. Or rather, just... Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's done. Right. Let me just close down all the tentacle porn and Piers Morgan Twitter. I don't know why I'm complaining. I've won twice so far. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure... Well, no, Josh has won them, but, you know, whatever, you, whatever goes through mind. I've won them! Let us go! <laughs> <laughs> me the wins! I am the one who wins! <laughs> I'm the eldest boy. <laughs> oh, I'm the God, smart so one. Too so funny. Too so funny. Um, are we ready for the quiz? <laughs> yeah. All right. Remember the drill. <laughs> Hands up, please, because I can actually see it in the chat now, so I can keep track of who comes up first and who doesn't. Yeah. Properly. I like that. Until okay. it's not me picked, but I like it for now. I was going to say, until you dispute me and who I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, three, two, and one, go. Easy one to start. Josh, you were just about first there. Fuck off, Josh. Honestly, Fucking milliseconds in that. Suck it. <laughs> are we are we done to give me my answer now? Can I do my answer? <laughs> yes. On, it is in fact Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Miles. I've never heard Ring? of Blelden Ring. Sorry, I've never heard of Blelden Ring before. Oh, it's the new DLC, and uh, I took the press kit image is from Blelden Ring. Yeah, you so uh, bloody piss off. Josh is Josh is just so good at the game; he can actually predict future games before they're even out and their titles. Uh, yeah. Great, well done what for Blelden the... Ring, Joshua. I can see this is off to a great start already. <laughs> what the blel was that? <laughs> nice. You could tell if this was in text form. Which it's not. It's an audio podcast. We're using visual things. Um, it would have been a hyphen there to like say that I cut off that word because I was going to say have. Bloodborne for the banner. Don't you hear how dumb <laughs> this idea is as a concept? And yeah, everyone loves it, Roscoe. <laughs> Everybody has loved it. Have you had any oh. negative feedback from anybody? Uh, Damn you, Lindsay Dodd. I think it might I be. Mean, it's just a winner. It just is what it is. All right, ready for number two? Good, let's go. Number two. This one's a hard one, by the way. I'm very sorry. Uh, Josh. 
that is uh, Kill Zone. No, it's not. It's not. But is that an answer locked in? It's, Maybe. It's actually Blel Zone or Blil Zone. Yeah, Blel Zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I I it's I think it's a resistance game, but I could be wrong. He said three different uh, games. Mark, I, was can we say, move on? I, I, I just needed an answer from you, and if you can't give me one, I'm gonna have to move on. Yeah, Resistance Fall of Man. I'm going for it. I'm locking it in. He's already said three games. Unfortunately, Resistance Fall of Man is not the answer to this one. I'm afraid, Joshua. Okay, okay. Roscoe and Cat. Yeah. You're both free to take your guesses. Oh, I didn't have my hand up, so. Roscoe. <laughs> Wolfenstein. It's not Wolfenstein. I'm afraid. Yeah. Would you like to have a guess, Cat? Oh, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, Clod of War. Oh, fuck. Blood of War. <laughs> you said Blood yeah, of War. Yeah, because Josh said Kill Zone, so I was like, Clod Cat, of War. Cat, what? Cat, Cat, carry on with that. It's very, you're, you're on the right. Clod of War. Um, not Clod of War. Clod <laughs> um, <laughs> of War. Uh, yeah. Um... Okay, Tuna it's Call of, of Duty. War. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. World at War. No. Oh no. You were Black you were actually, you were the closest. However, it was Warzone, right? guns back in uh, World War Two. Uh this is Modern Warfare 2019. Oh. Which is a really hard one, to be fair. I don't that know why I did this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I almost yeah. said Warzone, because they have the juggernauts in Warzone. Oh, it's a really hard one, says the fucking creator of the quiz. Listen, you got the closest. <laughs> what are you complaining about? The fact that we said every other franchise before Call of Duty. Yeah. Yes, this brilliant, is not a good brilliant. representation Guess of Call what? of Duty. Guess what? See, look, this is the thing, right? I can't just have my thing, okay? It's, you know, Cat got caught on war because we fucking did fucking every other fucking franchise. I'm still calling it Cod of War. That's what its name is now. Cod of War. <laughs> There's Cod no Pikachu war. in it either. Like, that's no. why you couldn't tell. Obviously, How is Cat supposed to get it without pink stuff? I know. How are they supposed to get it if they don't have like green diamonds above that head? You know. I know. I know. Uh, oh, oh, this wasn't something. a woman gamer joke. That was a Pokemon Yellow on the first quiz joke. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> we just had too many in jokes. God. <laughs> I went full on sexism by joke. I don't yeah. thought that's where we were going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that's where it was going as well. You went full on sexism by butting in, being like, "Well, we said every other." No, you didn't. You didn't say Battlefield. You didn't say fear. No, yeah. You go didn't on. say fucking. Yeah, go on. I'll fucking fight you. I will walk down to Somerset. Slay Queen. Oh my God. Fucking. We didn't say fuck you, man. Slay Queen. She's saying all you. the FPSs. We're already on the second picture. I'll fuck you up. I was supporting you. I was I'm just saying, go no, on. Thank you, Josh. No, I'm not going to fuck you up, Josh. Thank you very much. What the fuck is that? I don't know what Cat, you actually had your hand up first, but I don't think you were intentionally doing that, were you? Okay, you put it no, down. No, it was like oh. chest pumping, you know? Okay, Josh, Josh, you were the one with your hand up first. Medal of Honor Frontier. Which one, sorry? Frontier, I said. Or front lines. <laughs> fuck. Okay, I will give you that because you did rescue it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I didn't actually. I didn't hear which one you said it was at first. So uh, yes, well done. It's quite a tough one, that to be fair. Uh, next one, let's go. 
Come Oh, Josh, you <laughs> just had a on now. <laughs> See, this is the correct form of it. Oh, like I was first every time last week. Anyway, You weren't. uh, Splat <laughs> Splatoon <laughs> 2. no, it is not Splatoon <laughs> 2. you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe. it's Splatoon. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would get you. Cat, would you like to get Splatoon it? three. It is Splatoon 3. Well done, Cat. Fuck you, Miles. You you can tell because of the Pikachu. Oh. You can tell because they all have green diamonds and it actually just says this is a girl game on the picture. Oh. Uh, it's actually a kid's game. Look at all the bright colours. Oh, foam stars tomorrow, guys. Get excited. Oh yeah, Or I'll today, be getting if in you're for listening phone stars. to this. Oh yeah. How I'm I'm well up for a night of foam stars. Yeah. Bet you are, Ross. Years <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Number four, five. I don't know. Let's go. Oh, Roscoe. of Years of War? Which one? He's Oh, going to fucking ask. fucking Josh, Josh fuck. said it. Josh said it. <laughs> Gears of War One. It is not Gears of War 1. Josh. He's been an absolute cock end because he's using Gears of War tactics, the game that no one played Oh, but Miles. you sick son of a bitch. I'm actually not using Gears of War tactics. Oh! Okay. Cat. Well, I don't fucking... How am I supposed to ever know that? Can you I just know what pick franchise a random it is? number? Yeah, I know what franchise Yeah. it, it One is. to Can four, I just pick right? a random? There's four of them. There's a, there's a, there's a fifth one as well. There Yeah, there's is a a fifth fifth it one. And, It looks... yeah, and the... It looks old enough to be two if it's not one. I'll just say that. Uh, okay, And the Halo then. Wars-y Oh, one. although Miles' laugh just indicated that it could be three because he's like, hmm, he's going to make Cat uh, get it wrong. I could So be two. double bluffing. Gears of War. Let's say Gears of War 3 then. It is Gears of War 3. Well done. There you go. See, I'm going he's to win not this bluffing. quiz on default He's way and then too everyone's obvious. going to be like, Cat didn't actually win the quiz. It was just because everybody guessed the fucking franchise and there was no other game in the franchise left. I mean, you had four other options <laughs> in the franchise to pick one, and you did yeah, there's pick a lot of the Gears correct games. one, Yeah. so you still managed to I mean, get it. I've fucking said tactics, for God's sake. <laughs> I actually can't see why you said that now that I've looked at the screenshot again. There's <laughs> the other Yeah, one as well, do you know isn't what? there? It probably is tactics, and he just thinks it's three because he gooped It's not. it. This is the official press kit from Gears of War 3. Thank you very much. Where the hell did you get that from? Oh, there's a website which has all the press kits for like every game ever. It's like IGDB or something. Yeah, that's the one. So uh, take it up with them if it's wrong. It's it's not me, it's them. Anyway, moving on before I get cancelled even more for being the quiz master. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god. Cat and Roscoe, Oh, <laughs> can't wait you were to literally play that on PlayStation, at the same by time. the way. That was a bit of a late joke, but there we go. <laughs> that is true, actually. Uh, Cat and Roscoe, you were literally on the very same millisecond. I'll give this to Roscoe. Actually, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. It's Whoa, Left for Dead what? 2. Left for Dead 2. Left for Dead 2. Ouch. Left for Dead 2. Oh, All right, Roscoe, thank it's you. your I hate go, to because see Cat, it. Cat did not get it correct. Oh, you hate to see it. <laughs> It's dishonoured. It It is. is dishonoured, Roscoe. Well done. Oh, well, it looks a bit Left for Dead colour palette. You know what gave it away? There's The Bethesda a lot of it. software. Bethesda. The Bethesda I was going to negotiation. say, yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to see if anyone picked up on that. It was like a little sneaky hint I threw into that one. At first, I thought it was Elizabeth from Bioshock. Then I was like, wait a minute, no, that's not Bethesda. I thought it was Bioshock as well at first, and I was like, but then I looked at all the colour palette, and I was like, this really reminds me of the Left 4 Dead title, the, the um, game cover.
and I panicked. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm PS- it. You were PS- confident. PS3, 360 era, just games just looked like this. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah. Everyone nicked up Bioshock 10 play and they were like, yeah, this looks good. Let's do it yeah. for everything. Number seven. Josh. It is. Oh, fuck. Um, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> The Return of the King. It's not Return of the King. Fuck, I didn't realise he went to white in the second one. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. The second one, that would make it The Two Towers. It is The Two Towers. Hey. Oh, I thought he turned white later than that. Thanks, Josh. Oh. I wouldn't have got that without that. Honestly, the fact that you gave that away so well as well. Oh, uh, I nearly went for the yeah. Phantom Menace, so, you know. <laughs> Would have been close enough. Yeah. Actually, Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Okay, number eight. Let's go. Oh, he does return and scanned off the one in two towers. For fuck's sake, it's been a while. What the fuck is that? What are <laughs> those things? Oh my that's, God, I that's, oh my... that's Doom Eternal. It's not Doom Eternal. No, yes, it is. Gosh. It's doomed. It's doomed 2016. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh. They're, all, they're also in Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're in every Doom, to be fair. But they are, but again, this not is like the Prescott of Doom. Oh, is that the, pictures, is that the, the Switch PS version? <laughs> I don't know. It might be, to be fair. You are but, taking yeah. the royal piss with this now, Miles. I, I know. Yeah. I'm actually Next. quite enjoying how much chaos this is This is going on fun because it's some wanky fucking niche-like thing that's in the thing. <laughs> next next quiz it's gonna have to be franchiseless. It's gonna have to have one game in it. Yeah, but just one yeah. game pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll forget who's Sorry, Miles, I'm not making it. demands. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, yeah. I, I mean I will take your feedback. I, I I will ignore all of it. Yeah. I <laughs> but mean, you understand I, this this could quite easily be Doom Eternal. Yes, yes, it could very easily be Doom Eternal. That was kind of the, the thinking a little bit of this quiz, to be honest. You're right. yeah, yeah, doing see it how much I can piss you all off. I'm brilliant. You're such, a, you're such a lovely guy, but you're such a dick all at the same time. It's amazing. You know funny though, it's actually the closest quiz we've had for ages because you're all actually very close in score. Uh, anyway, We're here's number nine. Piling on each other. Roscoe. Yakuza. It's not Yakuza, I'm afraid. I don't know what this is. Josh. It is a really strange screenshot of sleeping dogs. <laughs> it is a very strange screenshot oh, of sleeping dogs, oh, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well done, well done, Josh. Crazy, yeah. Fair play. And that one wasn't even a franchise one, so there was only one game to go for. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it was meant to be another true crime game. Oh, they changed it to God. Sleeping Dogs, <laughs> and it was meant to have a sequel, which we never got. Give us a sequel. Oh, the game's so good. Uh, okay, and the last one. This one's tough, though. Oh, Roscoe. What the fuck? Oh no. This is Arcade Paradise. It is Arcade Paradise. My game of the year of 2023. That's a really obscure, but that makes it look like a horror movie. Like a horror game. That's why I picked this one. I was like, it doesn't give it away too easily. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's all the tumbles on the left-hand side. That's what gave it away. Yeah, it's all the tumbles on the left-hand side. And it's the bench. I was like, that really looks like Arcade Paradise, but it looks a bit gloomy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's Arcade Paradise before you do anything fun in it. Oh, what a fun quiz, guys. Um, so we have a very nice scoring system to finish. Uh, Kat, I'm afraid you came in last place for two points. 
Roscoe, you came in second place with three points, and Josh clinched the win with four points. So well done, Joshua. Thank you. It really didn't feel like I won that, but... <laughs> Nobody really won that, to be honest. Everyone's a loser right. from my quizzes. No, I've I've lost about three friends now. <laughs> well... Thank you, though, Miles. Shall we, shall we, um, shall we get on with the blues? I mean, the news? <laughs> Yes, let's. I'm not going to lie, I'm quite enjoying these picture quizzes. I might just keep them going all year now. Okay, franchiseless picture quizzes next week. <laughs> okay, I'll do it franchiseless next next week. Just or not even when... franchiseless, but just let us not fucking have to pick the specific fucking shitty year. <laughs> oh, but no, that's the 1964 on. version, but the second version, but the remake, and not the remaster, but the Japanese version of this game. I mean, in fairness for Dishonored, I gave you the year in the picture. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so fucking much. True enough. True enough. I've got dyscalculus. That don't mean shit to me. No, oh, yeah, that is yeah. a pretty negative handicap on your part, I'm afraid. That was 1220 wow. to Cat. They didn't <laughs> even make video games then. Yeah, maybe Cat's actually won all the quizzes so far. Yeah. This honor definitely you didn't come out, out in 1220. 1220. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. Thank you, Miles. You're welcome. You want to. Uh, Play yeah, along. Thanking him with, for. If you want to play along with the quiz, go to fingerguns.net, find the podcast post, and find the screenshots there. Well, you too will also want to chop your own head off, and then Miles is. <laughs> because that's a lot of work to do if you just want to play along with the quiz on a favorite podcast. <laughs> Listen, man, you can shred all you want, but the people love it. I'm only following what the people ask for. It is, it is irritating how much the the kind of hardcore support of this podcast really generally like these quizzes. <laughs> So, what do I know? What do I know? Um, all right, let's get to the news, shall we? Um, da -da -da! This week saw Sony finally come from the underground for a little while anyway with a state of play. Now we saw some new stuff, we saw some old stuff, and we saw a 10-minute trailer of Hideo Kojima essentially masturbating all over himself in the Death Stranding 2 on the Beats trailer. But we got a load of stuff more as well. So, I'm not going to go through it all, but I'm going to go through highlights. Let's see. Miles Thompson, what was your highlights from this week's State of Play? Well, I thought it was pretty good overall. Um, I think there was a nice mix of different games. Um, it was nice to see Helldivers 2 again. I'm very excited for that to come out uh, this week. Um, and we're definitely jumping into that, Roscoe. Josh as well. Cat maybe, too? Can we all jump in? Kill some bugs? I think we'll have a good time. Yeah, if you want to get any coffee, sounds good to me. I just yes. realised that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out next week. Oh, not next week. The end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Before payday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, someone month. might have got the deluxe. Someone might have got the deluxe edition. <laughs> <laughs> just so get the better of them. <laughs> I just, I'm just obsessed with Steelbooks, man. Oh, it's gonna be a good game. Don't forget, there's um, a rebirth day to play tomorrow night. There is, yeah. Oh God, or is. Tuesday night or tonight, if you're listening to this on the day this goes up. Yep. That demo going to be 8 p.m. And the demo's going to drop. You know it will. That demo is hitting. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Helldivers 2, very excited for. Um, Stella Blade, I thought, looked interesting. I know we kind of mocked while watching it the entire time that it was just the ass trailer. Um, but um, it actually looks like quite decent. And the game. boobies. Can't forget oh, yeah, the, and the boobies. Sorry, I forgot the boobies. <laughs> Don't forget the tits, man. They're right there. How could I? What a terrible person I am. Um, There's a lot about yeah, your some... character. It does, yeah. It tells you, yeah, everything you need to know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it just does now. 
Yeah, Piers Morgan uh, and ass. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but the actual combat system looks good, and that's where I'm going to leave it. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, Judas looks like Bioshock 4, um, without being Bioshock 4, uh, which is pretty much what we expected. Um, and Death Stranding 2 has a light-up magical guitar thing, and I don't know what else I needed in my life except for that. Um, yeah, I think there's a nice range of games on here, and Sony are kind of flexing a little bit without showing off too much of any real first-party stuff at this stage. Um, but I think it's a pretty solid lineup for a year where we're not expecting as much from Sony, given what they've given us in the last two years or so. Um, I know... Josh, for example, you're more excited for Rise of the Ronin, so I'll let you talk about that a bit more. Um, but I left it feeling pretty content. It, nothing kind of blew me away. I was a bit disappointed that the new Metro game is a VR game and not an actual mainline entry, um, just as a fan of the series itself. Um, and I've got to say, Silent Hill 2, I was actually more put off by that trailer. Um, I, it's kind of convinced me not to buy it day one. Um, so I'm going to wait and see on that because it did not look very good. Um, and I don't know if I'm in the minority for that, but I was not particularly nope. sold. Um, but yeah, and Rise of the Ronin looks like Assassin's Creed uh, in samurai style, which I'm not totally against, to be fair. Um, but yeah, the highlights for me were Helldivers 2, uh, Death Stranding 2, and probably Judas, to be fair. Um, but yeah, overall decent showing, I think. Cool beans, man. Cool beans, indeed. Uh, Kat, what was your uh, highlights from the state of play? Uh, my highlights. Actually, I'm going to say something controversial. I think this was the best state of play for a long time. I've been really underwhelmed by a couple of, like, the last couple of years of the state of play as well. I've just kind of walked away and been like, I literally couldn't give a shit or that was really boring. Like, was this state of play the state of play that we got hate on for being so boring last year? Was it the PlayStation one? Yeah. Yeah. See, alert. See, I'm, you know, if you're still listening, which you won't be because you're a hater, um, this is the best one in my opinion in a while. Um, so my highlights, absolutely buzzing for a day of the diver PS5 release. And oh my god, uh, yeah. Haha. Um, um, yeah, good old Dave the Diver, and also like a Godzilla DLC. I think that'd be really cool. I think that's a really, really good idea, really inventive idea. Um. I'm annoyed at myself though because everything I buy on that fucking laptop, I seem to eventually buy on the PlayStation. So these developers are just getting my money twice at this rate right? because there's no way it. I'm not gonna. I know there's no way that I won't get David Ivan for the trophies. Just ridiculousness, and it's such a good game. It's so fucking good. Love, love, love. Um, Sonic. And Shadow Generations. Yay! There was loads of Sonic Adventure 2 levels I spied in that. And that, that just fills me with such excitement. Rolling around at the speed of sound. Got places to go, gotta follow a rainbow. Like, great, can't wait to hear that again. Um, I hope that they better have it in or I'm actually gonna write an open letter. Like, I'm just <laughs> um uh, but yeah, that was that was a big highlight for me. Um, I've actually got Dragon's Dogma downloaded. I just haven't jumped into it yet. Second one does look crazy cool. Looks really cool. Um, Until Dawn. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like such an old game. It's such a beloved game. So I'm glad it's getting, you know, a little bit of a lick of paint. Uh, looks really, really good. Looks even scurrier. Um, But yeah, 
other than that, I mean, Death Stranding 2 looks sick. Like, it keeps reminding me that I need to jump into the first one. Um, I think I'd like it. So, yeah, it does look oh, really yeah. good. I mean, the guitars were really fucking confusing. I'm not going to lie. Like, when Troy Baker just whacks out a guitar and starts killing people with the music that he jams, I'm like, this was a turn. This was a turn where it felt like they got really, really tired during like table development and it was like 2am and they cracked out the cocaine to like wake up and then they were just like, guys, guys, I've got the best idea. And then the next day they were like, fuck it, let's just put it in, it'll be really funny. I was going to say, that's just Kojima's every day. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how that felt. But yeah, those are are my highlights. Right, nice. Nice stuff. Nice mixture of stuff there. Uh, Josh, what did you see at the state of play that you're going to be spending your money on for still books? Um, it's good. Well, it's obviously Death Stranding 2. I'm just as, and I, I don't want it to be a competition because it's not, just as, if not more, Kojima peeled than Miles is. Um, I think we both love Death Stranding, but I think Miles doesn't have maybe as much reverence for it as I did because I I don't see it as a flawed game at all but I think Miles being level headed saw some flaws in it um, and Death Stranding 2 is just going bigger, bolder and more crazy uh, like Kat said with the guitar and Troy Baker reprising his role after supposedly probably not shouldn't be existing in this one if you've played the first one um yeah to see 10 minutes of it i was ecstatic to see that i had a 2025 date not so but that does kind of mean that i guess i get to play everything else that either came out last year or this year and not spend 100 hours on this um yeah some cool you know george miller mad max director and and all that he's he's in there uh we were we were all talking about this in real time whilst we watched it and I was like oh, yeah I really recognize him and then you obviously filled me in on that info um and yeah got Elle Fanning in there as well now uh and that puppet with the stop motion god we're gonna get another um Mimir situation with um god of, like god of war uh, uh, and I'm all, all here for it um yeah not too I mean we're talking about highlights but it's a strange one because getting Kojima to announce yet another project that we're not going to see for probably another 10 years with um, Fizzant or whatever it's called, um, announcing that, it, that what he's working with uh, film studios on this one to make a new action espionage game that isn't Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah, it's a, that was a strange one. We, we, we're not going to see that for another, like teased at least for another like five years. He's just but yeah, I'm going to make it. Like, yeah. man, just chill out. Like, you, in five years, you might have a new idea that you might like. Like, obviously, you you probably commit into something that you are going to enjoy, obviously. But I feel like some, like Kojima is getting himself so busy that there's no room to then think about, do you know what I mean? Like, to like have a bit of, like, retrospection over his work and kind of be like, what do I really want to do instead of just make money with all these companies that I'm signing deals with, if it's Xbox or if it's uh, Sony or if it's film studios now? Like, he's just 
making money than more than he's making uh, <laughs> games that he loves, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he seems to enjoy, be enjoying himself. But anyway, that's Kojima Corner. Uh, <laughs> Rise <laughs> of the Ronin. Um, yeah, cannot wait. Obviously, it's uh, Team Ninja who have done the Neo series, who did Wolong last year. Um, this looks so up my street. It's an open world, like 18th century um, uh, story set in Japan. I, I'm guessing you play as maybe one of the last of the living Ronins these days, because as you can see in the trailers, if you're watching it, you can see the sort of uh, contrast between sort of more um like buildings that you'd see today you know like brick brick and mortar like shops and cobblestone streets with carriages whereas uh like kind of contradicting the whole sort of like samurai thing like people samurais kind of came and went in a period and went with guns and stuff like that and military like it ushered in a new new sort of uh generation of different things other than like ronin and samurais and stuff like that in in uh in japan so yeah it was really cool to see like a time period where it's going to be kind of like um red dead 2 where it was turn of the century where you know outlaws couldn't be going to be monitored monitored now by pinkertons and stuff like that like there's gonna i feel like there's going to be cultural differences at odds with each other in a civil way, kind of like with the country at odds with itself. So I'm quite excited with that. Combat looks awesome. Traversal looks cool and fun. Um, yeah, I think I'm a bit more excited for Metro Awakening just because PlayStation really need another first-party title to come out for their VR too. Um, it's cool to see that they're still supporting it, still making time for VR titles in um, their like state of plays because... Sony previously, if they've either put something out, if it's flopped, they just don't support it. So it's cool to see that they're still still trying to carry on with it. And um, yeah, Legendary Tales to that fact as well as another VR game. Obviously, it doesn't look as crisp and clean as the Metro game because it's not as AAA. But, you know, looks kind of fun if you like medieval fantasy and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to talk about Silent Hill. It's a, it's a bit of a sore subject. It really doesn't look as good as it did. And I think uh, if you've been listening to the pod for the last few weeks and Bloober Team and our thoughts on that, like, yeah, I think it's manifesting within that trailer. Um, but yeah, those were the, the big highlights. But overall, was it, it was a really good showing for to show us what we're going to have for the rest of the year. I think there was something for everyone in there. And to Kat's point, like she's not liked quite a few of the past ones um, because I don't think they're as varied as this one. So they did a really good job kind of giving some someone something to uh, look forward to. Yeah, it has been nice and varied. That's what I enjoyed about it, I think, the most. Um, was that there was kind of a something for everyone kind of thing uh, going on. Um, Helldivers does look great. I'm looking forward to watching Mars play that. Um, and I'll get around to buying it eventually. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's cool to see David the Diver uh, finally come to PlayStation. I think that was kind of an inevitability, but it's nice that it's happening so soon. Uh, v Rising, I thought, looked pretty interesting. It's not really my sort of thing, but... Was this um, the me game? <laughs> this was the Miles game. We went, oh, it's oh, not like it's a Miles game. <laughs> Everyone saw the camera angle. They were like, Miles. I was like, Miles, okay. Miles, I can play this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of top-down uh, vampire goodness. Um, doesn't sound too horrible. 
Um, has anyone played um, the Silent Hill short thing that's on PlayStation right now? I've downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but I do want to try it and see what it's like. Okay. Same boat. Um, so, yeah, um, I've got no interest in Silent Hill 2, so uh, I've got nothing but negative feelings towards that writer. <laughs> I was like, in a sense that I'm just like, nah, it's not for me. Uh, Judas is something that is for me, and I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, I don't think it's going to hit this year. I'm really hoping it does, but I don't think it's going to. Uh, this is, of course, Ken Levine's follow-up to Bioshock, which looks exactly the same as Bioshock, um, with a bit of a cyberpunk kind of twist on it. It's very interesting that the entire team that used to build uh, Bioshock now they're not going to work on Bioshock, but they work with Ken Levine's new studio, who are now making a new Bioshock. It's very strange. But uh, yeah, Judas looks really cool, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. Uh, Metro Awakening, I don't have a PSVR 2, so it kind of washed over me. Legendary Tales looked terrible. Was I the only one that thought that? Uh, I think it's got a place for something. For a VR experience, it probably looks okay. But yeah, it's not. It doesn't look as awesome as Metro did in terms of its uh, like fidelity and sure. possible jank- jankiness. But for a VR experience, it could be all right. I think VR games are hard to show off as well in like a good light. Like I played yeah. Swordsman on VR and I actually had a really fun time playing the game, but I imagine watching a trailer for it, I'd be like, that looks like utter shit. <laughs> they look like yeah. PS1 games trying to pretend that they're current gen. Um, but when you're actually mm-hmm. playing them, they do tend to be a lot better than they look watching them play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, out this be... month as well. So Yeah, it's out this week, I think. 8th of February. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean... There was a moment where he picked up a skeleton and started punching it to death. I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> and that, that 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 was a good moment. But um, yeah, it didn't look uh, didn't look a great not great selling point for PSVR two. Rise of Dogma two not too far away now. Excited for those who are excited for it. Rise of the so Rome. much hype, so much hype. Uh, Rise of the Ronin looks awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to that very very much. Um, it's going to be. It's dropping kind of right in the middle of when I'm probably still going to be playing Rebirth. But, uh, you know, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, until Dawn, I'm not fussed about it at all. I can't, don't really know why it's getting a remaster. And for supposed success of uh, the quarry in front of the 13th and Dead by Daylight has maybe moved their hand to give this one a bit of a refresh. I don't know. Um, but Death Stranding 2, I mean... Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. What do you say about it? Like, do we know any more about this game, really? It's I, on the beach. It does it's have a lot of story beach. implications, the, tra- the trailer. It does have quite a lot of implications. If I started Death Stranding 2 without playing Death Stranding, could I get by on a previously on Death Stranding? I'm... Yeah. You probably could. I don't think you'll get nearly as much out of it, though. I think you really have to go back. There'll be like, I've watched a few like YouTube things of Death Stranding's story, and I think watching those will help you appreciate the sequel a lot more. I have walked with, I have done Death Stranding, and I've played about three, four hours of it. I walked around a lot, did a lot of deliveries, got to the Oval Office. I was like, I don't fucking understand this, and turned it off. (laughs) Yeah, you and quite a few people. Um, I think Josh was quite fair in his assessment of it. Like some people have been very like blown away by it because on a personal level, they love the game and I loved it mm. as well. But I had this objective part of the brain that was like, 
so many people hate this <laughs> and i just don't because i love kojima's weirdness but i yeah. can totally understand why some people play it for two hours and go what the fuck is this and turn it off visually it looks stunning um that um that avalanche that happened in the uh trailer was really really cool that's mandarin so it's just on another level yeah, with horizon stunning. and death stranding it's just it looks phenomenal a gorgeous looking trailer um and yeah lots of great performances in there um I don't think I ever got to the. I don't think I ever met Troy Baker in Death Stranding. That's how far I didn't get into it. Yeah, he's a few um, hours yeah. in. You don't know it's him. You don't know it's him for a long time as well because he's got a gold mask. So if you've seen that in the promo stuff, that's him. So Higgs. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. And then, of course, once again, for the second time in two months, Kojima got on a stage, announced nothing, and walked off. <laughs> it's just how he does, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's a Hollywood Why did I let now? him do this? It doesn't make any sense. I think he just rakes in views and stuff. Like yeah. people, are like I think especially in like the Asian markets, they just adore him. And like mm-hmm. obviously, me and Josh are like Uber fans as well. And I also think it's unnecessary for him to be going on stage and people just whipping him out like a novelty thing. Um, I think it's undermining for him. But also, I think like you touched on, he's announcing games before he's even finishing the games like he's still got overdose to do and we still don't know anything yeah. about the game really um and he's also now doing death stranding 2 overdosed and whatever this new action game is and i do agree with you both of like just take a chill man like you've been working on games all of your life when all you wanted to do is make movies like you can also sit back and appreciate some of the work you've done um so yeah it's it's unnecessary like but it feels like every conference wants him to make an appearance because every other conference has had him if that makes sense Mm. It's just no other. I don't think any other game developer would get away with that. Um, Bethesda um, did a little bit. Well, true. With um, Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, but that was. I think we've all agreed that was announced vastly too soon. Oh yeah, that. But this is kind of like where my head's at. Is like Kojima's doing the exact same shit now, um, and you know, everyone's. You know, we got Starfield, but. Everyone really did want that Elder Scrolls Six, maybe be like two years ago at this point, because it's been yeah. so long since the announcement. Um, this is the same deal, is that like you've heard of it, so it's going to exist. Fingers crossed. Most of the time they do, but we do get those stories of like studio closures, game cancellations. But like Elder Scrolls Six and like Kojima's games, like these probably will happen, just for not for a very long time. Mm. I don't think even Miyamoto could get away with this. You get away with coming on stage and going, by the way, we've got a new game coming. All right, bye. It's like, we know. That's your job. That's what you do. <laughs> it's like, of course you're making a new game. But then Kojima does it, and everyone loses their minds, as the Joker would say. Yeah. I mean, I think partly it's for fans, but overall it's for investors. It's for investors that will be like, we know where we're going to be in 10 years' time, money-wise. Because if we've got things in the can that we know that are going to you know, make a mint, like we're not scared to, you know, if Mr. Kojima is like, I need six more million dollars. And they're like, okay, all right. Seeing as we know what's going to happen down the line, we'll, we'll give you a little bit more to carry on. I think that's kind of the more important aspect of it. Like the promise of Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Six, probably did a lot of the heavy lifting for the Bethesda deal as well. The Xbox wanted to acquire them because Skyrim was massive, 
So to get the next one of that, they're like, huh, if we have them on our platform, like the next Elder Scrolls be ours. So that's the kind of thing where I think. Or is it? Segway. <laughs> yes, quite. Beautifully done, Josh, by the way. Beautifully done. Because this week, the internet has been growing all a flutter and getting very terrified, at least the Microsoft camp, at the news that Starfield, among other Xbox exclusives, possibly could be coming to PlayStation 5. I'm going to read from Maddie Robinson on VGC. Microsoft is reportedly planning to release Starfield on PS5 as part of a new initiative to bring more Xbox exclusive games to other console platforms. That's according to Xbox Era, who cites anonymous sources who claim that the Bethesda RPG is being planned for release on the Sony console, alongside the previously rumored Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves. According to the publication sources, Microsoft is planning to release Starfield for PS5 after the game's planned Shattered Space expansion, which is due to arrive on Xbox and PC later this year. It's claimed that Microsoft have made additional investment into PlayStation dev kits to support the development efforts. Now, since then, we've heard that not only is it Starfield, Sea of Thieves, and Hi-Fi Rush, but also the upcoming Indiana Jones, Halo Infinite, a rumored Gears of War trilogy remaster. It looks like something rather big is going down. Um, Phil Spencer, not 10 minutes before we recorded this podcast, tweeted, we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. Now that is conspicuous. And so it looks like we've got an Xbox event to look forward to next week in regards to all of this information, whether or not it's going to be confirmed, denied. It sounds like there's something big to announce. So we shall see what happens. But how do we feel about all this? Uh, let's see who hasn't started yet. Josh, what do we feel? Um, I feel like this has been a very, very long time coming. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember how many years ago now, but the idea of Xbox wanting to be an app on TVs, like their direction of having Game Pass for TV subscriptions or whatever, um, and being able to play without a console, but be in their ecosystem, has been their mythos for, well, since Phil Spencer's been there and Game Pass has existed. Um, so the idea of having games that are for Xbox or on their platform to then kind of be more of a software thing to that they're going to push onto other consoles, it's kind of like, it's a no-brainer. Like, I feel like... Um, that's where it was going to always end up. Uh, I don't necessarily think this is going to be Sony's plan or anything like that. And this, but it's two different situations um, and two different approaches to kind of spreading and making as much money as possible. Um, and I, I mean, Xbox kind of have to do it at this point as well. Um you know, Phil Spencer was very candid that they felt like they lost the quote-unquote console war back in the PS4 days and the Xbox One days um, because that was the start of a new era of video games technically to a, to a point where we had always online stuff and we had um, free online services for our, for our video games to play multiplayer and stuff like that. So 
I think they've wanted to pivot out of just hardware in general for a very, very long time. Um, you know, Xbox One was originally discless and was always online and people hated that. But now with these consoles, they're becoming that again. Uh, so people's perspe- perceptions of the general sort of overview of Xbox kind of has been this sort of homogenized experience of everything's online all the time, everywhere. Um, it's just, I think the news got out a bit too early because, <clears throat> yes, I think they'll do an event next week, but I don't think it'll be a public event. I think it will be an investors event where they'll talk amongst themselves. Obviously, these documents will be <clears throat> public afterwards, but it's not like an announcement. Like, we're going to go everywhere. Um, but yeah, ex- I expect to see Xbox, even on PlayStation, as an app some point in the future now because of this news. Mm. So I don't think we're going to see Game Pass on PlayStation. Do you not? No. I think, I think it could too happen. Many in, there's too many in a good... licenses. There's too many merger under the table deals that Microsoft have done for it to be exclusive to a platform. I think there's just too... I think there's too many variables. There's too many things that are in the way for it to be accessible on different consoles. Yeah. But I, I do think that Xbox, they view Game Pass as a service that can be played on anything. Like I said, with like wanting it to be on like a a stick so you can plug it into your TV and you play it from there. Mm. Similarly, PlayStation is just a device of hardware that you'll be able to play an Xbox game on. Now, I might sound absolutely crazy, and I could be, but in 10 or so years' time, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing, and I don't think uh, audiences will be either. No, I mean, that probably is where it's going, but I think in the immediate future, I think these games will release individually. Yes. Um, and Starfield will release for £70 on PS5. The bonus for yeah. Xbox then going, you can pay for a £75 there, or you can sign up to Game Pass and play it for free. Yeah, yeah. You know? Kind of like the, what PlayStation are doing with Steam now. That you, yeah. yeah, you can play them, but you have to pay for them. Um, but they've always been like that. Xbox, not so much. They've wanted subscribers. Looks like maybe subscribers isn't enough for them, and they want to branch out selling games other, other way uh, in elsewhere places. <clears throat> yeah. And they want Xbox to be the best play to play, the best place to play these games. Um, which is why we'll probably see an announcement of the next Series X um maybe the next few months. That's um yeah. that uh that oblong circular spherical version of it. Yeah. Um but if we get Indiana Jones day one on PlayStation as well as Xbox <laughs> that that would be insane. I think that would, for people that really, really get in the weeds about this console stuff and their allegiance, like that would be an absolute like loss for people that are yeah. like so pent up on being one or the other. Um, it, it just proves L the point that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say L because it sounds really, really unprofessional. And we're trying to talk business here. But yeah, it's an L for Xbox <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't think they're going to be day one. I think they will be down the road like they are with PC, uh, like PlayStation games are with PC. Um, I think the Xbox will get the, hey, six or seven months, and then we'll see it land on 
um, PlayStation a few months later. I don't think they'll be day and date, in my opinion. Hell, even a year, like some, yeah, right. You know, smaller games like Immortality came out 2022, I think, for Xbox, and it's out this year for PlayStation. Like people like me, I've made that wait, and I don't mind waiting because I've got other games to play anyway. But the fact that it did come over, like I'm ecstatic. I love it because I got to play it. Yeah. Cats, this Spyro Crash G may still be alive through this merger. How do we feel? That'd be sick. I I don't really understand what's going on though. I feel like it's like this analogy of like a rainbow and like Xbox are at one end and PlayStation at the other, and they're gonna like slow-mo jog to each other and like have a weird awkward hug in the middle, and it's gonna be like this weird let's just share. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really understand what's going on because they started it like they were the ones i mean they both in playstation and my and xbox but also microsoft really up the ante with the activision merger um acquisition um in this kind of like who can own the more like the most houses and hotels on the monopoly board and sure what now we're gonna like hold hands and sing ring ring around rosie i don't get it <laughs> Well, I think it only goes one way. I don't think we're going to see Horizon on Xbox anytime soon. Uh, but, that's the funny thing of it, is that... But that's what I mean, though. Like, why? Why have Xbox given in to that? Because they're losing. Yeah. And they... It's, 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 it's is not, this their, like, teeny-weeny white flag? It really is. It's, it's just like, look, we need these games on as many platforms as possible. That's what we've told our investors, what we've told our players. We need to put a Master Chief on PlayStation, guys. That's the only way we're going to make it's any just money. It's so strange, isn't it? Because, like, if that is the case, it's kind of over. Like, this, like, fucking cock and ball match, this fucking rodeo riding, I've got the biggest dick match, it's over. It's done. Like, because yeah. everything will then default to PlayStation. Yeah. It's Sega all over again, you know? And it's such a weird, such a weird timing for that to happen. Like maybe like two years ago, I'd have been like, "Yeah, that makes sense." But like, you're gonna like what spend millions of pounds? Like, ha ha ha! Now we have acquisition, um, acquisition. Now we have Activision, ha ha ha! Um, and then and then you're gonna then you're just gonna be like, ha ha ha! Actually. What about if we buy you a drink, PlayStation, and you can have all of our games? Fucking yeah. <laughs> what? It's just very strange. I don't know. And is it going to be a time-limited thing? Is it going to be like, we're going to trial this, and it's going to be an extra, extra, extra tier of PS Plus um, where it includes some Xbox titles, and that's the way that they're going to come together. It's going to be like a little ET touch. Like they're gonna touch fingers, but they're not quite holding hands. Um <laughs> it's just it's strange. It's it's really strange. I don't trust it right now. It's not gay I'm... PlayStation, don't push back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not gay if they don't put their fucking gold cross on it. Um, <laughs> um yeah, it's just an odd one. It doesn't sit right with me and I'm really intrigued, but I'm I don't know like how do Xbox and Microsoft feel about this? Because 
like who who is fucking ballsy enough to be like guys just gonna put it out there what if we handed over the only thing that we really have keeping us separate from playstation and and giving it to playstation what what, what if what if just throw it out there it could just be a joke um and they've all gone do you know what it's time yeah that's phil spencer that's phil spencer in a nutshell like, it's so strange i don't know but if it fucking meets my purple dragons back on playstation sign me up <laughs> sign me up sign me up miles thompson this could mean senua returns to playstation oh you might have to wait a little bit longer but that could be something what do you make of this this is this is wild right it is, but also kind of not. I feel like the Xbox that we've seen in the last two years has made this a lot more palatable than I think we, than if you just said like 10 years ago, oh, in 10 years' time, Xbox would be potentially putting their games onto PlayStation platforms. We'd all be like, hey, good one. Um, but I feel like the way it's been going the last two, three years, I'm not particularly surprised in a strange way. And I think I kind of see it as Microsoft still has the best deal with Game Pass terms of the value that it offers and the price that it's sold at and the fact that pc players are already invested into that ecosystem as well and as someone who had the pc game pass no i think i had the ultimate which was like 11 quid or something or 10 quid um time i've removed myself over because there's just too many games to play at the moment and i wasn't using it but the pc players can get it cheaper which means they're already invested in their own ecosystem version of it and i feel like microsoft are almost kind of saying with this like no, we don't sell the copies of games and we don't want to. We're going to be a purely service-driven uh, machine. And a bit like Josh was alluding to, of, we can put this service anywhere we want and why would we restrict our sales just because it's with a potential competitor from yesteryear? Realistically, Sony and Microsoft in the last, I don't know, maybe like eight to nine years, there's not really been a competition in terms of first games it's been one leading the pack for a very long time and one which has the occasional good game but just cannot match the same level of quality that station sony have been putting out or even nintendo um and i feel like this might be a mission on microsoft's part of we're not going to compete in that race anymore because it would take so much more investment and i mean money wise i mean in terms of the direction the planning the just the way that you run these studios would have to be very different. And even that the studios that Microsoft have acquired, they weren't studios selling massive copies. You know, Dishonored has been, you know, a massive flop in terms of sales, even though the games are incredible. <clears throat> even the Doom games, they sold well, but they didn't sell, you know, as much as we expected. The same with the Wolfenstein games. A lot of these IPs that Microsoft have picked up, they're good games, very good games and good franchises. They're not massive sellers. They're not games that shift consoles or get people in and stay on your ecosystem for, but Game Pass does. And I feel like this might be that way of saying, look, we've got some really cool games coming out and they're not going to sell anything because everyone will play them on Game Pass. How do we maximize the sales out of these games and get some returns? Um, and I think with the recent layoffs that have come at Xbox and Microsoft as a whole, I think this might be their way of saying, we need to recoup some money from the investment we're putting into all these studios and they've just spent a hell of a lot of money acquiring Activision Blizzard, and they're in a bit of a, well, shall we say a shitstorm, to put it nicely. 
um, in terms of where its franchises are at. Diablo's doing poorly. Overwatch has been a disaster. Um, and then if you look at the optics of Vision as a company, we all know how bad that is. So I feel like from Xbox's perspective, this is an easy way of increasing their revenue stream. And I always think back to the Tomb Raider um, reboot series where the first one, I think it was something crazy, like 80% of its sales was on PlayStation 3. And then they made the Tomb Raider an Xbox exclusive. And everyone was like, but only 20% of people who are going to buy it, what are you doing? Um, and I feel like that's what Xbox have maybe been looking at over the last kind of 10 years and thought, do you know what? we can get those 80% of sales and we'll get a chunk of that money coming to us, albeit that PlayStation will get a bit of extra funding. Because like we talked about, when it comes to money, Microsoft don't care. They're in like a whole league of their own. Finance-wise, they don't need the money per se, but they need their games out there and they need people playing them. Um, and so I wonder if this is just a way to increase their outreach. So, yeah, it's a weird one. It's nice in a way because it's very consumer friendly. It means we all don't have to buy other consoles to play games that we'll potentially want to play. And like you said with Hellblade. Um, but I think it actually kind of makes sense for Microsoft of where they're at the moment. Their games aren't selling. And Sony has a massive ecosystem of players who play good games. So it kind of feels like it makes sense. But yeah, it was just unfathomable that this would happen 10 years ago. So it's a weird place we've gotten to in 2024. Mate, if the Master Chief Collection comes to PS5, oh my God, stop it! It can't. I will, they, they I will, I will meet you on Blood Gold, brother, and we will play for hours. Oh my God, we'll never get off the game. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> that is the dream. I think I would love to that, see Halo on. That PS5. would be the ideal. I don't think that would happen. I feel like Master Chief is an Xbox icon, and I don't know. I'd actually feel a bit weird if Master Chief was on PlayStation. Um even as someone who's not like an Xbox fanboy or anything like that, um, I think that might kind of rile up the community a bit too much. <laughs> Can you imagine turning on your PlayStation and hearing, oh, finish the fight. Oh, like, oh my God. That would uh, be yeah. pretty sick. Um, Ryan McCaffrey, um, the IGN guy, uh, the uh, the Xbox IGN guy, um, He's a brilliant journalist. He's been kicking off on Twitter about this, uh, saying, I respect the heck out of Phil, but constructive criticism, time, their messaging is almost always reactive rather than proactive. Their brand is, is in a constant defensive state. It's been this way since 2013 and makes them look weak, honestly. Sony and Nintendo aren't like this. Anytime they take a step forward, there's seemingly a rake on the ground that smacks them in the face and causes them to stumble backwards. And it's always self-inflicted. Case in point, 2024, we went from the developer director was good to this week. People aren't happy, man. People are not happy. That's the Xbox surprised. side of people are freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just... I don't know how Microsoft spin this for, it, for this to be a good thing for Xbox players. I think that's it. I think Xbox are now going to move to it's good for players. I think they're going to try and move away from we're an isolated community of just Xbox. Um, and I feel like that's what they're going to have to gun for now if that's what they want to go down in terms of these routes that they're taking. But I don't know, like, obviously, you've been more invested in the Xbox like community for a while. How would, do you feel about it? Like, are you excited that Master Chief will be on PlayStation or Gears of War with Marcus Phoenix is going to be like on there? Or are you feeling a bit weird about it? Um, I I find it interesting. Yes, I would love to play the Chief Collection on PS5 because 
my PS5 is a vastly more powerful console than my Series S. And so I would play it in its best possible state. And that's an exciting prospect. Um, the same way that, you know, playing Hellblade with the best visual capacity is probably the best way to do it. Um, it doesn't bother me, really, in terms of being an Xbox player. Um, I'm really not that fussed. Uh, I have both systems, so I have access to both games. You know, I've been playing Hi-Fi Rush all year. I've been playing Halo all year. And, you know, I played Starfield for a hell of a lot of last year. I'm not going to play it again when it comes to PlayStation. But, you know, there's there's no bad way of looking at this if you're a PlayStation owner. Excuse me, I don't think. Anyway, I think Sea of Thieves makes a lot of sense because that just opens it up to millions and millions of more players. Um, and that's what a live service should be doing. That's what a live service exclusive to one console, however it's been now for years and years now. TSC has been around, feels like it's been forever. So for it to come to another audience, it's only going to make that game bigger and bigger. And that's, that's going to be a good thing. You know, whatever gets Rare back to who Rare were um, and whoever get whatever it takes to get Everwild made. And, you know, sounds good to me. So, yeah, I, I'm not fussed either way, to be honest. Um, I'm a very happy owner of Xbox and Game Pass. Um, if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. If it does, then it does. But I would like... It would be fun. <laughs> it would be fun to play Halo again um, with my mates on PlayStation. Um, a lot of them have, have gone PlayStation this, this time around, this generation. So, you know, my aside from one or two, um, I don't have a lot of people that I play Xbox with anymore. So... You know, if we can get them all on, if 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 Halo does come to PlayStation, that would be fantastic. Um, and I'd really enjoy playing through those um campaigns again, playing those multiplayer levels again. Um, with you know, with with the guys that I used to when I was younger. So that would be cool. But no, I mean, I'm not really fussed. I'm not really not fussed. I'm gonna be. I want. I'm more interested in the fallout of this. <laughs> to mm. be honest with you, yeah. I'm more interested in seeing how it goes down. Um, how how quickly Twitter melts once this um, you know this conference or whatever it is next week is done. And... I think I think a big factor of this is that this hobby is an as is a really expensive hobby. Like video games, just in general, is expensive for everyone. Um, so to kind of make a decision on where not allegiance, but your decision on where you're going to be in terms of a platform um, is like an expensive choice. And for you to make a choice to be like, well, Xbox has got this, this, and this. And that that actually outweighs PlayStation to me. But then to then see it a couple of years later, be like, well, it's on PlayStation now anyway. Those people that have bought an Xbox are like, well, shit, like I've just forked out cash for this and then bought Game Pass or um, even bought games outright. And now I could have just been on PlayStation where my friends are, where better games are, like first party games. I mean, like just generally because Xbox hasn't put out as much recently. Like it it kind of does. I, I feel I can imagine some people feeling che- cheated with the news that yeah. they have been sold an idea that there's this exclusivity that they'll have for games that they are interested in to then be kind of like taken away from not taken away because they'll have it but it's going to be shared with people that weren't 
able to play it before. And maybe that's where some of the upset is to to consumers is that they've made an expensive choice and now it's not paid off because PlayStation will have both. Yeah. But, but like Mars said, you know, Game Pass isn't going away. Um, no. The Xbox, an Xbox Series S and, and Game Pass subscription, it's still an amazing prospect and an amazing value. Yeah. And I would always stand by that. I think um, that's how I do it. I haven't bought a single game for my Series S except for like Max Payne 3 for £6 on the Xbox store, you know, but nothing new. Um, and, you know, I would always stand by. If someone says to me, what's the best way to check out modern gaming? I said, get a Series S, get a Game Pass. Yeah. It's as simple as that right now. Um, I think the PlayStation 5 is still too expensive to jump into um, if you want to try everything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want Ragnarok, if you want Spideys, if you want Horizons, you know, it's going to cost you a lot of money all at once. Um, so either do that, you know, but methodically over time, or just get a just get a, a, a little Series S, get Game Pass, and you're and, you, and you're sorted, you're set. And yeah. I will always stand by that. And I think that Microsoft still have that in their arsenal. And like I said, they can use that as their as their you know it's free over here, but it's seventy quid on PlayStation. You know that's always going to be in their arsenal as they move forward if this does go ahead. So, you know, I don't think this devalues the Xbox at all. Um, if anything, it makes it look stronger because it's like, well, you don't got to pay for them over here. <laughs> that's the difference, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's what, I think that's what they're aiming for is that. Yeah. That, so, I mean, um, even, even if PlayStation took like a 50% cut of any sale, say like on the store, like a physical copy, that's still £35 more Microsoft would never have had. And if yeah. you have both consoles and you have Game Pass, you can just play it as part of your Pass subscription and you don't have to fork out, say, you know, £210 for three AAA games that are on Game Pass day one in the same month. So mm-hmm. it still is much better value for money if you're on Xbox. But it just gives Xbox another revenue stream. You know, like I said, 35 yeah. quid per game sale for a day one AAA. They're laughing because if they sell a million copies on PlayStation, easy money. They've made 35 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this might mean the perfect dart might fucking get made. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's still not happening. That's not going to fix the studio problems. I think, I think a part of it is, though, is like if you've got a PlayStation, you've got it all. You can play them all now, like yes. Xbox exclusives and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like you might be paying more, you might you'll be paying a premium for it, but PlayStation aren't going to reciprocate. Do you know what I mean you're not going to see Uncharted on Xbox? No. And I think, I mean, we we don't know that that we won't, but I, I feel like Sony wouldn't. And then to some, that's a bit of like a a slight bit of a it's a bit of a slight overall. Is like, come on, man! Like we've given you our Xbox games. Come on, give us a just give us some. PlayStation, like, give us God of War or something, please. You uh, just imagine that no, conversation, you made... can't you? It was like, it's like, <laughs> hey, man, we're going to give you all of our Xbox games. Oh, cheers, Microsoft. That's really cool. Now, can we get your PlayStation games? Because, you know, it's fair, isn't it? And they go, fuck no. They just hear the phone hang out, like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And like, oh, what? <laughs> and that's just what's going to happen, um, <laughs> unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, this is PlayStation constantly digging in their 
the hills when anything innovative happens like this is an innovation regardless of what you think like being able to play more games or more in more places is always the consumer friendly way and is going to be and is the best way for us um but you know cross play they were the last to get to that finish line yeah. and it only took fortnite and other things to for, for uh, PlayStation to finally be like, all right, we'll let PlayStation players play with everyone else. Um, and before that, like, yeah, you might have a load of friends on PlayStation, but it's very different now cross-play. Like, we can, the accessibility of all of us being able to play in our own way, but be together, is like a, an invaluable resource for us. Mm. Well. We'll be back next week and we'll find out what happens, I guess. I'm um, so intrigued. <laughs> I'm yep. fasc- yeah, it's fascinating. Um, so, yeah, we'll have more on this next week. Um, absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. Um, all right, just a, some, a few small things. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Online will require a Game Pass subscription in order to play, along with a subscription for the game. Um, this is not the case on PlayStation, where you don't need the uh, PlayStation Plus to play the game. So why is it on Xbox? Huh? 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 No one seems to know, but that's what's happening. Uh, so uh, there you go. Good luck for them. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has won this year's video game soundtrack Grammy. How do we feel about this? Um, I don't actually know what the other nominees are, so I can't be either angry or delighted. Well, I can um, tell you, my friend. Just Call of Duty was nominated, which tells you all you need to know. I can tell you it was, okay. Modern, War- <laughs> it was Modern Warfare 2, Hogwarts Legacy, and God of War Ragnarok. Okay, well, God of War got snubbed then. Because, <laughs> 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 um, God, uh, Bear McCreary's soundtracks, just in general, are phenomenal. Um, and I don't really remember Star Wars as much, but that might just be because I didn't play it as much. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, good for Star Wars, I guess. Hmm. Uh, Suicide Squad has topped the UK physical charts this week, even though it has less than half of the day one Steam players of Avengers. And Avengers, as we know, was delisted from the store last year. Um, so that's not a great start for Suicide Squad on Steam, but it is arguably a much better game. So uh, hopefully it's got probably uh, stronger legs than Avengers did. Uh, um, Hi-Fi Rush data mine support suggests PS5 Switch ports are coming. So Hi-Fi Rush looks like it's pretty much guaranteed now at this point. Um, And um, they revealed the logo for the Sonic the Hedgehog 3 movie. Oh, yeah. It's all blue and black and red because Shadow, your boy, is coming. Very, very exciting times. Uh, Monster Hunter is collaborating with Puma for some new shoes next year. That's how excited we are about that, ladies and gentlemen. Just pure silence. Oh, the intensity. (laughs) Yeah, right. Sorry, I was out running to the shops to go get them right now. That's why I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't say anything. Uh, Neil Druckmann has confirmed he has a concept for The Last of Us Part Three, saying there's probably one more chapter to the story. Um, we always knew that. In um, it's already uh, one chapter too long. Is it um, we're not, that we're not, we're not doing they're going to make a point about just? 
you know, how revenge isolates you and leaves you to be really fucking bitter, but they're going to drag it out for not 10 hours, because that would be silly, because they can't waste all this time just doing a 10-hour story. No, 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 no. 25 hours. They're going to really fucking punch you in the face of it. They're just going to hold a placard at the back of every scene to be like, we are making the same point that we just made. Way! Every single scene. Ellie shouldn't have killed that dog. That's all I'm going to say. She couldn't, shouldn't have killed that dog because they're going to kill it's gonna that be pet dog. Cemetery. Can I kill that dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be pet cemetery now. Mm. Last of Us Part Three is just uh, Abby killing dogs and nothing else. <laughs> it's a zombie horde mode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Last of Us Two was originally an open world inspired by Bloodborne, uh, which someone they revealed in the uh, documentary, which is available now for so The Last of Us Part Two. That would have been sick. Just little hub areas. There's some uh, footage of it on the uh, in the documentary. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, okay, that's your news so far for this week. Not much going on apart from absolutely massive stuff that's going on with Xbox and PlayStation. Um, but yeah, exciting times ahead. Right then, let's get into recommendations. Let's see if we find something start of the week that we want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a movie, a TV show, a comic book, a phone, or a jacket. Who knows what it's going to be? That's the most fun about this recommendation section. None of us know what's going to happen. Uh, Cap, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, I recommend taking your car to the car wash because you've probably not done it for a while and it probably really needs to be washed. And listen, <laughs> man, it's like seven fucking quid. Wash your fucking car, you die animals. <laughs> okay. I, I got my car washed this week. I see, I got you. <laughs> It was this, or I was going to tell you my recipe for comfort food, which I ate the other day. It's an absolute banger. You've got to hear this. Right. Okay. So you get a bowl of chips, right? Salt, vinegar. Now, I didn't have any curry super noodles, so I had to do chicken super noodles. And it has to be the super noodle brand, okay? Like, don't fuck around with, like, pot noodle or anything like that. Pot noodle has its place, not on on chips, okay? There's something about the texture of of the super noodles and the sauce on chips and you have to get a bowl and you have to put them on the chips okay on the fucking chip those are sign chips on the fucking chips okay and then you get a, a big piece of crusty bread and then you butter the bread and then you just like grab a fork and hammer it into your bowl and just like hoof some into the <laughs> bread and butter you're welcome this is why we're not winning album of the year every year. Because we're yeah. It's so fat as fuck, mate. <laughs> Mars, I thought you didn't like chips. He doesn't. This is my comfort oh, food. It's I get me. to fucking Trust cook me. like once a month. Actually, I don't even have it once a month. I probably have it once every six. When I feel really poorly and I really don't know what to eat and I need comfort food. I actually only started the bread thing this time round. I've always just had it with like that. But it's just really good, man. Don't knock it until you try it. Carbs on carbs oh, on carbs on carbs. One of my favorite Some things... Some people have, like, super noodles wraps. So it's yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. One of my favorite things ever is a slice of bread, ketchup, waffle, waffle, uh-huh. yeah. ketchup, waffle, okay. waffle, ketchup, bread. What waffle? What kind of waffle? Potato waffle. Waffle and versatile. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh man, right. I'm out. I'm out then. Squish Wait, it all. Six waffles in the sandwich. Four waffles. 
Squish them together. So oh. cut it in half. Well, it's a waffle way more times than four. <laughs> waffle waffle sandwich. It's amazing. <laughs> I'd oh. be on board with that, you know. Like, I'd be on board with it's that. Like because, like, it's like the Big yeah, Mac. It's like the Big Mac. Yeah, the double Big Mac. But this is just basically that, but with super noodles in that waffle as well. But there's so much variety with the waffle sandwich. You know, you can Good do it with brown shit, sauce. Man. You do it with cheese. You know, you can just mix it up. And so I nearly went on the road with it, but no one was interested. I thought, this is my ticket out of here, man. This is my ticket to fame and fortune. It didn't work. But I like it, and my friends like it, so that's the important thing. So when they come over, they'll be like, hey, man, you want to cook me one of those waffle sandwiches? I'll be like, hell yeah, bro. You give me five minutes, I'll make it happen for you. But yeah, potato super noodles. Is it, the big, is it the big potato waffles or smaller ones? Um, I it's got to which ones they Specifically bird's eye. Yeah, yeah, the big ones. Yeah, or as the one, as the ones also are not bad. Oh yeah, because you get those little pockets where you could put the sauce in and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you get twelve in a pack of Asda, where you get ten with um, Burrito. And if you get twelve, that means you can make three sandwiches. Whereas with the Burrito one, you can only make two sandwiches <laughs> and have two waffles left, and that ain't, that ain't good for no one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, pressing man. <laughs> I know my be a food podcast. I I know my waffles. <laughs> I know my waffle shit. Oh yeah. Uh, Josh, what would be your recommendation this week? Uh, yeah, so I went to a concert last night or Sunday, whenever you're listening to this, uh, and it was Jeff Rosenstock, and he's like a multi-instrumentalist songwriter, um, but his music sounds like a band. I think what he does is records them all, and then he's got a touring band, um, and he's like pop-punk punk music, indie rock, power pop, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I had a really good time. Uh, his presence on stage is just, he's a nice dude, you know, very like caring for the audience. The audience for this show, uh, for the first time in the, I can't even remember when, there was actually children there. Um, and I was really surprised by it and they knew all the words and was dancing and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is a cool gig. Um, and yeah, he's on tour at the moment and he's still got like another week or so on tour. So uh, check out his new album, Howl Mode. That was an awesome album. Uh, and maybe try and catch him in concert whilst he's in England for now, because uh, I really enjoyed his music. All right. Sounds good. I'll check him out on Spotify this evening. Uh, Miles, what be your recommendation this week? Uh, I'm sticking with video, video, video games. There we go. Oh, uh, loser! I know. How dare I? <laughs> um, I have played Signalis uh, this week, and it's very, very good. I read Josh's review way back when it came out, and I was like, "Huh, that sounds really cool." And I didn't get around to playing it. Um, so I picked it up in a sale. I got it pretty cheap, and it is exactly as Josh described. It's a wonderful old school survival horror game, um, which, despite its kind of pixel art style, which I'm not usually a fan of, I actually really dig for the kind of setting that it's in. Um, the tank controls were slightly difficult to get used to again, and I hate the fact that you have to press X to enter a new area because the X prompt doesn't always work, which is super frustrating when you're getting chased by like three demon things. Um, but the setting's wicked. The atmosphere is like really, really well done. Um, and it's just a really superbly built video game. Um, and the story is super interesting as well. I haven't finished it yet. Um, 
and I'm just super excited to get back to it when I can stomach getting <laughs> killed a hundred times again. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really wonderful game. Um, so I recommend checking it out if you haven't already. It's very cheap and all the sales at the moment. So pick it up if you can. That signalist, yes. Yes. Lovely, lovely stuff. All right, the ladies and gentlemen, that does bring a solemn end to this week's Feeding Guns podcast. Thank you all very much. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can just go to at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our individ individual handles are in the description below. Except for Mars, of course, he's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month, you can keep the podcast live on its various podcast services and keep the website nice and shiny. And of course, if you are on Spotify or Apple, do leave us a review. Click on those five stars if you like us. Hey, five stars if you don't, why not? What does it matter to you? You know, we got to keep this thing going. Five stars keeps our podcast in the discoverability and keeps us front and center on the search engines. So thank you very much indeed. If you have done so already, I know some of you have. Um, it's incredibly kind of you, and we really do appreciate it. So thank you very much indeed. We'll be back next week to see if you have any more information regarding Microsoft 2 PlayStation. Um, it's going to be a very interesting week. But until then, it is goodbye from Kat. TTFN. I'll talk for now. TTFN. I think that's the first one in 2024. Maybe. Love it. Uh, goodbye from Josh Thompson. Bye, everyone. And goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. Until next time, my friends, this has been the Finger Guns Podcast!